Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. We're back after a, after a week's uh, missing. Week, week's hiatus? Where did they go? That, what, what happened? Can the hiatus be a week or is it more than a week? Well, I think uh, it's more than a week. <laughs> maybe. I guess it depends if you if you were to, to put things out every day, then it, a week would be seven, which I think might constitute a hiatus. Okay, yeah, maybe. But we don't do that, so. But we were gone. We're hot where we live. Ugh, so hot. And characteristically hot. Who are we? Oh, <laughs> first time listeners. Who are? You? Uh, I'm Rob, and with me today is Left. It's AJ. And you should already know that we're a game podcast <laughs> at this point. Um, so I, I, got, I want to start things off with a kind of funny comment. So this is not a comment towards us, unfortunately. Uh, it's a comment I thought, saw in an IGN article while reading about some digital-only things, which we'll cover later in the news. But it's one comment I thought would, would could set the mood for how I feel for the show, or how an extreme version of uh, how I could feel for the show. So I'm not gonna, I don't think I wrote down who actually wrote it. Wrote it. it doesn't matter anyway. It's just a funny comment. But this is, this is for all you ignorant digital game supporters. I was planning on buying this game on release day, but since it's only going to be available as digital, I'm not going to buy it anymore. I-D-G-A-F. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if I'm not supporting this game, release a physical copy and I'll support it. We, N-A, have been screwed one too many times. First by not releasing the standard new 3DS and now this game. I guess for October, I'll be playing Shovel Knight for the, the physical copy for Wii U and 3DS. And for the ones saying that digital the future, get lost. Have you forgotten what happened to stupid MicroHard and their announcement the digital-only Expo and piece of shit console? One last thing. I'm tired of hearing about this stupid fucking NX piece of shit. It won't be digital-only, and if it is, I'll quit gaming and find another hobby. Oh, wow. That, so, that, so, so that was... That was, uh, that was Rob. That was... <laughs> Sage, I feel like this might be an extreme version of a Nintendo... A potential Nintendo fanboy. Because he's called a MicroHard, clearly doesn't like Microsoft. How did that comment make you? I feel like that comment. So, was what addressing is that you. in reference to? Uh, it doesn't matter. It was either the Fatal Frame or the NX digital okay. only thing, which again we'll talk about yeah. shortly. I just grabbed that. So the whole thing is non physical release for games, and I I just felt like this kinship. <laughs> kinship was. I'm just joking. The guy's crazy, but uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. I think Microhard was when I started laughing the most. So that that's pretty. Pretty far out there on anti-digital. I'm no, not, I'm not I am so anti-digital. Anti. I'm, well, I'm no, anti. I'm anti-only digital. Yes, yes, agreed. I am happy for digital and non-digital. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll jump to the news because we'll, we'll come Is back it? to this topic. Okay, yeah, we we will because of the two news things. So I'll start off. Actually, perfect segue. Fatal Frame, the what made into Blackwater game. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, has an amazing release, um, collector's edition. It's all really cool stuff in the UK. Of course. And, um, but don't worry, we're getting a pretty cool edition over here too. It's called Digital Only. <laughs> and uh, I believe it comes out never on physical. So I'm pretty, as, as a collector, I'm really excited to not have it in my collection physically. So much so that I'm going to probably have to import a Japanese copy at least to have it on my shelf. So Very important. The, the question kind of is why? Why do you think? I think it's because it's too niche over here and they won't make the money off but the physical. survival horror games are popular here. Yeah. So I don't... But maybe it's the Wii U I don't know, it's, survival it's just, horror it's market so, is a cool. niche market. <laughs> Anything not Nintendo first party is a niche market <laughs> on, on, the, on the Wii U, so it's hard to say. But I don't know. It's, it's a bummer that they're not doing it. Uh, it sucks because I 
And because they're region locked too, which is a pain in the yeah, ass. So even means I can't even get just the yeah. UK version and, and actually play. Yeah. So it's I'm definitely disappointed by it. It's really it's lame and annoying and stupid. Are you still gonna get it? Oh yeah, I want to play. That's the thing. Like, it sucks. <laughs> I'm paying fifty bucks and not getting the game physically with it. That bothers me. I know fundamentally the game is still potentially worth the fifty I'm paying for it. I'm not used to paying that much for a digital game. But I don't want that to be the norm. I don't want the norm to be because it's digital, it's not worth as much. I don't feel that way, even though my knee-jerk reaction is it feels that way. But I don't like not getting something physical with when I buy it. Another thing is with the Wii U, maybe the NX will be different. But with the Wii U, is you lose your console. You don't. They don't. You're not. It's not. They're not linked to your account. You can't re-download the games for free. Like Sony gives you like I think five downloads of a game. So if you your PlayStation goes through, or you can get it again without having to worry about it. Once you've bought it, it's saved in your history. Actually, I don't think there's a limit. I think you can just keep downloading I was going to say, like, there really shouldn't be a limit to that because when you look at Apple and iTunes, if you buy a song or a movie, you can re-download that movie if right, you delete it. Because right, because it's your... It's, you, it's your digital You property, bought that license, I guess. In a way. Yeah. So, I think games should be the same and it's... I think it's terrible to hear that Wii U doesn't... Wii really definitely isn't. That's, you're, you're, that's you bad. are currently boned. I know, Xbox is. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. I've re-downloaded... Well, no, PlayStation is too, because I've, I've re-downloned stuff from yeah, PlayStation. I, I, I don't know if there's a cap to how many times you can do it, but... There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be, but shouldn't but in, in the end, my point is they do have it, and Nintendo unfortunately doesn't. So again, I buy this Fatal Friends. Another thing, when a new console comes out, the thing about digital that's potentially nice is you can carry it over easy to the next console. I should be able True, to just download you it. Should, but you can't, but you can because be um, you need to pay to, uh, for the Wii to Wii yeah. U. You need to pay to upgrade the game. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, it's silly. So say we we talk more. So let's let's let Satan jump in. Oh, I, I I don't have any problems though. Even with, I mean, the problems that you're mentioning, it's like. I what about know. the current stuff with Nintendo specifically? As you are, you only play Nintendo really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, your your Wii U breaks and all those digital games are gone. Well, how does that make you? Like, not kind of, I guess to say the least, that blows. With a, <laughs> with a, with a physical game, you well, know, there, with, there's a system transfer option. If your your Wii U's broken, you can't transfer from it. There must be a way because if there's a way, if I buy an, uh, a Wii U and I want to re- replace it, I can change my settings so I can change my stuff. My account can be linked to another Wii U. It I know, I know uh, that far. Now, if it if it breaks, of course, you cannot interact with with the console. But right. there there must be a way to to retransfer your account. I've to heard it. people, I've read people online say that it's uh, as far as I know, you can't. But there may have been some people that mentioned that it's a painstaking process, but you might be able to do it. By calling Nintendo the, that, stuff, maybe. The one thing I've heard, I've never done it because I never had a reason to, but I hear that calling Nintendo and having to deal with them is a very, very easy process. It could be. So I don't Maybe maybe so. they would have something, some phone support. For Certainly them, wouldn't so. be as easy as the other yeah. two options, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It's really easy. It's, ri- it's just risky. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just things about it that I don't like. There's, there's pros to digital, too. I don't hate on digital. I don't even hate on it, di- really. If I could have my option, if I bought a physical copy and got a digital with it, I'd be even better. Because then I could, I would just download yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Because great that's, example. That's how a lot of CDs do it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. Yeah. And I would be more willing to buy a CD in that case. But a neat thing is, uh, I actually want so there's a PSP game coming out physical. PSP, that's great. Uh, JRPG that I pre-ordered, and it comes with the uh, digital copy too, which you can play your Vita. That's cool. So I'm not even gonna open it. It was beautiful collector's edition. I'll open that part, but I mean, anyway, my point well, is... The and, 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 and that's kind of a cool thing that it enables you to do to kind of keep your, you know, 
collector's edition in intact condition because you don't even need to open it because you have the digital version. I wonder... Okay, so a collector, I guess, would be someone maybe who goes out of the way to buy... Speci- uh, no, I was to say maybe buy specific old games and shit. That would be a retro collector. But I, I think... So there are people who trade in all their games, but I think a lot of people just tend to keep the ones they buy. So I, I guess that's still kind of a collection of, of a sort. If you're not ever parting with your older games, do you consider it a collection? I, I guess it's a collection. Yeah, yeah. So it, people, you're, not, you're not, you know, an adept collector, but you still have accumulated something. Right, my point about, about bringing that up was that, uh, I was going to say, being, collecting games is a niche. So people, maybe they don't give a sh- I guess they don't really care if a collector can't buy the physical edition. But I got to think that a lot of people who maybe not consider some collectors still care because you still feel like you're not getting the full thing. Yeah. Well, the value in collection is scarcity. And digital goods, there's no scarcity unless they somehow do it artificially. Mm-hmm. Whether with physical stuff, well, they have to make the stuff before it gets sold. And then there's a limited quantity of that. It's not just... And, I mean, it's not just scarcity, like, as, as a reason to collect. I mean, collecting for display that's more for value. admiration. Well, well, that's what gives the value to okay. the physical yeah. Game, right? You also can't resell your digital stuff, so it, that's good for companies, uh, less good for consumers, because that means they have less options. If you don't have a lot of money, it means you can buy less games and stuff, so it doesn't really, that doesn't hurt the, that hurts the consumer, the, the company, but does but helps the consumer versus helping the company and hurting the consumer, or other way around, rather. No, a lot of the money in in video game, in the video game business is the video game distribution. So what they do is they cut a lot of costs by not actually buying the stuff, by having all the distribution network, uh, you know, from boats to like. Yeah. So that's, it's far less cars. Overhead for and, yeah, so it's, it's 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 a lot of things that you cut. So, but in general, all types of media have been moving towards digital it's only, and it's only it's, it's just an economical reason, but also because it's good for the consumer. Um, but at, at least with currently, so the thing with movies and music is is uh, analogs is that they don't they're not restricted to one player. You can play CDs and 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 DVDs and, and Blu-ray on so many things nowadays. So. But I guess what I'm getting at is if one decides not, there's not one chunk of the market that can just be like, yeah, we're not doing uh, physical anymore. In the case of Nintendo, I can't play those games, those Nintendo games anywhere else. So I lose the option of having it. Whereas with movies and stuff, is most most cases, aside from the few like Netflix originals and stuff, you can buy them. And even those they release on DVD, they don't seem, it's kind of neat because like you said, CDs are still coming out. And uh, I would, I as a non-collector of music, I would just prefer to have the digital version. So I do know that yeah, that but, there's a difference. But yeah, and, and exactly, and you kind of look at the flip side of the coin for video games mm-hmm. as well, because there's far more people who just want to play the game than there are people who want to collect. Yeah, them, right. Some people want to do so, both, and it, <laughs> some people, but that's like you said, that's the niche, right? Um, because what Seiji says, it benefits the consumer, especially digital. And, you know, we talk about, well, Rob and I mostly, because we do like to collect games, we talk about how, you know, Seiji is a little more pro-digital than we are, but we all talk about how we don't like it, but the overall, the consumer, it's much better for them. See, I, my, I think the best thing for the consumer is to have the option of both. Then you, you, your, all your consumers win. 
But as a company, you yeah, might lose exactly. a little money it's not, because there's not as many consumers it's not buying a the physical. Way to and, do it. Well, I mean, currently it is, but it's becoming less that yeah. way, right? But then you look at people who have bad internet connections, or the problem with some consoles only having like 30 gigs of hard drive on them, so you can't download. So you have to go buy a freaking external, and that's a pain in the ass having to disconnect and reconnect external hard drive. Yeah. And crap, like I don't know. Sure. So let's segue. I mean, this is a perfect segue into, and we'll just keep the discussion going. The Nintendo NX patents that we've heard about. Mm-hmm. Uh, no optical drive. Does not mean digital only, but being realistic with the way the industry and all industries are heading is it's very likely digital only. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is the exact same. So we're just continuing the discussion like that. that if that's true, that blows, man. I am. I will buy it. Of course I'll buy it because I love Nintendo. But that is depressing. Not getting... Like, I just... When we were talking about it, you, you and I, when I brought it up, I'm like... Like, look at that awesome packaging for uh, Mario Maker. I love it. It's so retro-looking. It looks like an old NES game. I'm so pumped for that. The idea of not getting that in the future is very depressing yeah. to me. And yeah, I like Amiibos. Especially from Nintendo. Right. And Seiji brought up a point about Amiibos being a distribution for games, potentially. Which is cool, but I don't know. I like the feeling of, of a game, you know? of, of I'm holding up FF7. I like this. This is nice to me. It, it feels... I like looking at it. And so to, for me, it's personal. When that's not for everybody, is that uh, makes me sad in my pants. I don't want that to be the case. How valuable would Seiji's Wii U collection be if that is the last physical games that Nintendo ever makes? Pretty valuable. Especially considering how bad it's doing. <laughs> this it wasn't a dig. Like, the fact that the Wii U is doing bad means less people are buying those yeah. games. So your collection will probably be fairly valuable. If yeah. you actually manage to get your full run of the Wii U. Yeah, in, in a way, if, if it turns out to be the last. I mean, in a way, I, I well, that's one of the reasons I was going. Because <laughs> I know physical media is not going to last. But isn't that sad, though, so to long. think about Nintendo? I mean, it'll be around, thankfully, but not having, I don't know, buying games It'd and having really them weird. feels really good. Yeah. And no. I get excited know. to go to the store and bring back a game. I don't get excited to go online and download one, usually. I do. I mean, I stay late on, on release day until 2 a.m. <laughs> To download the game, I pre-purchase it, I download it, and I play it, and I'm really excited for uh, to play the game. Like I don't, I, I don't care too much about the the physical stuff. Even like the cool insert, like the Mario Maker, the new book and stuff is great. I love it. I'm excited for it. No, I'm. If I get that game, probably not gonna open it. Did you have the nostalgia? Can I keep it sealed? As a child, when oh we, yeah. Like didn't like, like for me, it was like I would take these instruction books and stuff and just keep them at school with me or at my mm-hmm. old, my beginning jobs and stuff. And they would get me through my shifts. Yeah, and I'd be so I, I, to play I, it. I have all, all my games. I have the boxes. I, know, I never. I, uh, so I, I would open the game. I would read the, the the booklet, and I would keep the the box in in a box in in, <laughs> in the closet. And I, and I still have all of that. And I and I have great nostalgia yeah, and love for all I that don't stuff. Want to stop. But the the game the 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 game industry, but the world in general changed. So yeah, my worldview right now of stuff in general is like I don't like stuff. <laughs> the less stuff I can have, the better. But that's my adult yeah. view of the world, right? I don't want so I, I, I go to me apart to my apartment is like I have too much stuff. Man, and I'm the opposite, like I need more stuff. I, I I'm looking over here, I bought a boxed game genie the other day. To me that's super cool. I'm like, look at this pizza history and and mm-hmm. this old ass thing of, of game I I had one of those when I was a kid, I love it. You know, twenty years from now I'll still probably be collecting games because I'm a man child and I always will be. And, I, and I'm going to be sad when I run into games to buy from this era. Like, oh, my 30s, I was recording Bonus Barrel, and now we're a multi-million success, but I want to go back to the room. Yeah, See, <laughs> we have 100 downloads. From, from my perspective, you are touching on 
different things at the same time. It's not just gaming, right? It's, it's, oh, I know. It's, video games are digital. Magazines. It's a digital experience, uh, but then you have this other stuff that enriches and, and, and creates your view of gaming, right? But, I mean, look at this. Yeah, I have an iPad yeah, on, my, on, on, <laughs> on my iPad. This is the most popular gaming. This has created a lot of development, a lot of money, a lot of um, credibility for the industry. Because now this has allowed games to, to be played by many, many other people that otherwise wouldn't. I like that point that you make. About, it's true. I, I'm always flipping about mobile and stuff, but I obviously love mobile for many reasons. One of them being, of course, it's opened the industry up to many jobs, which is great. And uh, one thing, but one thing about it, so I'm like an old, I'm not old, I'm 30, but I, I'm like an old man. I look back and I'm like, I want to hang on to the way the way I feel about consoles. I don't feel that way about mobile, despite enjoying some games on it. It's like, to me, mobile is this amorphous blob that has no singular identity. Whereas when I think about the consoles, I think about Mario and Sonic and and uh, other, like, you know, even Final Fantasies and... and uh, or just mascot, like first party specific stuff, like even like Master Chief, who I don't particularly care about. But you know, he's an identity for these things that kind of hold these things together. But with mobile, like what? There's no, they don't have any of these these like core things other than Angry Birds, maybe. But you know, that's not a mascot for anything other than Rovio. So is that is it Rovio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, it's just this alien thing to me, and I don't have, I didn't grow up with those. I didn't start even trying mobile games until like five years ago. I don't have anything that links me to them that makes it a thing that it doesn't latch on me. It's just a, a, such a non thing in my life that it, it was always like you know Nintendo was the 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 system that mm-hmm. the systems that matter most or, or Sony or whatever. Yeah, to me, what you're talking about is about branding. It's more marketing than any other thing. So to me, as a video game crafter. I love video game making. I love video games. To me, that's a part because I know what I I know. I can go to a computer right now and code a game sure. by myself and play the game, and then send the file to another person and share that. That's video game. That's video game too. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's there's a lot of video games that you don't know about because oh yeah, well of course because they so never many. get published. Not because oh. you haven't played it, just because they never get published. Yeah, it's people true. just making games in hackathons. And I think people, and all of us, like have that. worked on games that have It's beautiful. Out. It's a form of art, right? So that is video games to me. So I'm just glad that my preferred media for artistic expression is out there and thriving in any media possible. What you're talking about is, is, is products and branding, marketing. That is part of gaming. As, yeah, as, of course. It's part of your experience, but... Video games are here to stay, and there's going to be, true. There's I mean, gonna be one way or the other. I mean, stores in general, the concept of going out shopping, yeah, I know. right? Is yeah. going. It's not as popular as it was it's, know, it's, years ago. It's it's kind of funny that you just what you just said because it's good, and we'll move on to other news real quick. But it's good and bad. I mean, not bad. But it's bad for me in the, in the sense that I'm going to miss the parts about games I love and the marketing and public. You know, I like like I looked at Lunar. I love the packaging that that Lunar game came in, and to me, that's part of the nostalgia. Not only playing it, but just that everything that came with it. So I'm gonna miss that. But at, on the same time, video games have gone from being a small niche to, you know, everybody plays games for the most part. So that, I mean, that's a good thing, and that's hard. That's largely in part to mobile and digital distribution. So, you know, again, I just want the option for both. I don't want on, either one to go away. On the bright side, I think it it's very clear for the video game companies out there that what we are talking about that charm of the stuff of of the of the packaging mm-hmm. is very present with us and that we are willing to go at 
5 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, to to wait in line for for a figurine, and yeah. that is part of gaming. Uh, I don't think it's going is going away, especially with Nintendo. I'm more more than depressed. I'm actually excited to see what is going to be this new form of gaming I'm, so, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be there's gonna be something that they're gonna sell in stores yeah so you're you're kind of expecting them to replace the physical copies of games mm-hmm. with you know amiibos as an example or other sort of peripherals actually I, we were talking about yeah if I, I never liked optical discs ever ever since their their inception to, to, to the market I will be super excited to see cartridge cartridge yeah. some, some form of flash drive they're gonna oh flash drives are possible given the, the size of them now like it's like a, a a smart or a micro SD card yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. can hold quite a bit, but they're not cheap to make like they are with discs, right? Like discs are really cheap to make, but those cards are. Mm-hmm. And, so I, and, and they still do it. They still do it for the three DS. That's true. So if this thing is going to be a hybrid, it makes sense that they keep that form of media. One last thing about that that it would be nice that I would be okay with as, as an option is that like that company I mentioned at the beginning of this whole part was uh, the PSP game. PSP is obviously not a big market; it's not going to be in stores. But sites that have a release that will sell it to people who order it specifically. You know, if I had to order all my games to get physical copies, I'd be fine with that as an option. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. You got US, you have some news, right? Um, I, have, I have more, but I have I have one thing that kind of almost leads into all this too, but not 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 <laughs> okay. so much. So much. Okay. Um. So we all saw Just Cause three at E three. The Square Enix game. Remember Just Cause? Yes, the blowing up thing. Yes, exactly what it was. It was just blowing stuff up. So, Square is having a crazy giveaway prize for for pre-orders. Have you seen it? The island thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read it. I I saw the headline. So, I I got an email about it, and I was like, oh, when an island for Just Cause 3, that's pretty cool. So, I decided to look it up a little bit. So, I'm just like, "What, what does it entail winning an island? And what does it, entail? it it entails a lot, a lot of taxes. You have to spend so Wait, much. Wait, a real island? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a game. Uh, no, 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 no. You you <laughs> get a real island. Really? Yeah. They're not saying where it's located. Um, We're not gonna get to go there. It's gonna be like well, that's, Star. that's the thing. They say <laughs> they can't they can't give you any kind of verifications on whether the island is inhabited or not. They you can't. Own that you own it, but you you would have to pay you know tariffs or taxes or whatever. Your citizens pay you taxes. <laughs> you become the king of the island. Yeah, there we go. Um, so it's one of those things that it's just it's so enticing. Just trying to entice people. I think. Oh, and I don't think, think anything surrounded by water. <laughs> and they also say they don't know how you're supposed to get to this island, but you can own this island. So it's honestly <laughs> though, I, I read an article about this, and it's talking about how mostly. People haven't been pre-ordering games as much as they used to because people just get digital now, and oh, that's it's, right. So games. It, it just kind of goes to show what some companies are trying to do to even get you to kind of pre-order that extra, you know, collector's edition, right? So that's when an hilarious. island, an actual island. Like I said a few seconds ago, I think it's like adopt a star. It's meaningless. <laughs> you feel like oh, I, I, I own an island. <laughs> I have a star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never get to go there and. If there is inhabitants, I'm sure they will recognize my authority over that star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I own this island, thus I own all of you. It's probably like a rock outside someone's yard or something, like a little small pond. Yeah. It's technically an island. It's like 20 <laughs> feet. It's like, it's like, it's like a foot, foot <laughs> diameter. Yeah. It's technically yeah. an island. Yeah. Do you want to win an island from Just Cause? you want to pre-order Just Cause now, KG? No. <laughs> Can you get a PS4 yet? I, I will. You get tempted? At some point. That's exciting. Not, not tempted. I'm more tempted to get a PS3. But, but I think uh, with uh, the PS4, right you can play a lot of the PS... 
Ooh, yeah, because you because you think of all the access to PS3 games you would have. I've, I've been finding more and more PS3 games that you would might might like too. The PS3 is a really solid system. I'm I've actually been starting to replace my 360 versions of games with 360 ones or PS3 ones. I bought I have a game called Eternal Sonata, mm-hmm. which looks like to be a really pretty RPG. And I found the PS3 version, so I bought it to replace my crummy Xbox 360. I mean, I'll get the Cobb, not the Hilver Play. It looks like a nice game, but. I mean, maybe we'll toss the call to it. Um, I got uh, an update for you guys. Yeah. So I'm continuing this trend of... So there have been a few things that I cover consistently. Dragon Ball Z games and related things. Um, Final Fantasy related things. And also <laughs> game soundtracks that go vinyl. <laughs> and I have two new ones. You also cover announcements about announcements. Quite oh, I do those, those too. So. So, so to continue the trend of, 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 of vinyl ones... We're seeing Bit Trip series getting a vinyl soundtrack, which is like an indie game, which is pretty cool. I actually love the music Bit Trip, mm-hmm. and we're also seeing uh, Earthbound uh, soundtrack headed to vinyl. Oh, cool! And uh, to continue the music talk, Splatoon is getting a uh, CD release. Japan. Yeah, uh, I was going to say like a symphony in Japan. They, they love that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I do too, and I'm not in Japan, but you know, bring it over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so you know. Those are three musical things. If you like music, you can consider them. How good is Splatoon? Splatoon's good, good, but I would I would never listen to just the music. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. I mean, I like some. I do. The new one, the new (laughs) one's better. (laughs) I found the new the new music in the recent updates. Yeah, they 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 did change it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I guess I think the soundtrack is thirty five songs, ten jingles, and sound effects. So it's not like not like my episode. Who has the Callie and Murray opening oh, on Lord. the CD. I can't stand that. <laughs> I hate Callie and Murray. Yes, yeah, Marley, Murray, Marles, Murray, Mario, Marie. Mario, Mario, Marie. Squid. Are you a squid or a kid, Delph? <laughs> Sadie, are you a squid or a kid? I'm a kid now. I'm a squid. But now. you were a squid. I'm a kid now. I'm a squid now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's in the game, right? But it wasn't just made up by fans. No, that's uh, that's a commercial. Okay. Yeah. So are you a kid or a squid left? Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm either. I think I'm a squid. I wish I was a squid. Pretty cool. I'm squirting camera people's face. Imagine you just, what, you just lob ink in their eyes to spit at them. The other day I was I was having a conversation with, with David from, from, from... Someone you know named ex, David. Ex-colleague, yeah. Yeah. And I was asking him if he had played a Splatoon. And he gave me a really respectable reason why he didn't play the game. He was saying because he doesn't like the controls. Yeah, okay. I think I know... Oh well, yeah, I I know. and and I guess that's a good reason. But you see, okay. well, that, that's the best reason if you don't like the controls. If you don't like the controls. That's a, a pretty fair reason. Yeah. Maybe so you're just gonna so go on the defensive. Maybe, but you see, in a in a first in a true first person shooter, yeah, m- mouse and keyboard are the best. Are really important yeah, right. because you're shooting straight lines, right? You're shooting bullets that go in a straight line. And with variations, but it's really, really important. But I was thinking about Splatoon as a, as a shooter. It's not a shooter, really. No. First, you're shooting in a general direction, mm-hmm. but if you don't, if you're not accurate, it doesn't matter because you're painting. You're mostly painting. If you want to, to shoot at someone, you cannot shoot in a. Like you try to screen. aim for them, but the controls but, aren't that good. But the the really. What what's really important here is the genre. I don't think Splatoon is a shooter. I think it's a platformer. I think that Splatoon is a shooter like Smash Bros. is a competitive fighter. 
Yeah, but you see, but you see, in Splatoon you have platforms. You jump from from platform to platform, and really, it's about positioning yourself in a three D space and positioning your your character. And the shooting is a sec. It's kind of a secondary thing. It's more of an objective than the game is set. I don't know if I can agree with I that. Think, I think Splatoon's a MOBA. <laughs> I think it's an JRPG. <laughs> no, I think that... No, I'm um, serious, though. You think it's a MOBA? Well, in, in a way. In a way. No. It, it, it definitely has elements of MOBA. What's MOBA saying for? Mass Multiplayer Online Battle Arena? Uh, it has elements of that, lot, definitely, yeah. yes. Yeah. I yes. think Splatoon is Splatoon. But you see, in MOBAs, you don't have platforms. That's right? true, that's true. But in, in, in Splatoon, if you, if, if you don't make the, the jump... To the specific platform, you might be in a, at a disadvantage. Isn't Splatoon a paintball simulator? <laughs> Here, really? Like, now I played the game with. It, you know how I, how I came up with this conclusion because I I, I play with the with a paintbrush. Okay, uh, so to well, me, shooting is it's, it's completely irrelevant. But the thing too is, I was playing with the the sniper gun. I don't okay, in, in that, that case, it's, it's that's, more like that's that. more like a shooter because it was my first time using it and you don't cover much ground with paint you can make a straight line but that mm-hmm. takes a lot of while to charge up and it's not the most effective way of covering the line with paint so your role as that is mostly to shoot other players mm-hmm. so although when you it, have to move it around it what weapon you play which yeah. is great for the game though, which is great for the game I think ultimately it's most defining characteristic is that of a shooter so, of, of sorts but it's not like it's like an any Nintendo game. But, you know, Mario Kart's not a racing game, yeah, like, but it's it, kind it, of a racing game. Exactly. Like, it's, 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 it's core, it comes from that genre, but it's not really that But genre. what I was going for... more different. What I was going for is that you really don't need the accuracy of, uh, of mouse. Yeah, no, it's not quite as... Good. Although, people... I like the gyro, but oh, no, a lot of people turn it off. I, I didn't like it at all. Couldn't do it. I find it's more accurate. Couldn't do it. What, what the are gyro doing? controls. I love them. Yeah, I, I don't love them, this but... This is a perfect game for the Wii U. This and Mario Maker are going to define... And Pokemon Snap this, is. Um, if it comes out. Have you... It's, have going you to, it's going to define this console. Have you guys seen this Pokemon Tekken tournament Yeah, Pokemon. We've yeah, been yeah. talking about it since the beginning have of the show. Have we been talking about it? Okay, never well, mind. You, you Pokemon, no, I've been... I've been it got announced last week. Yeah, I got announced last week. We didn't record the show. I have news, but we can talk about it now. Let's do it. It's coming out. Yeah. For Wii U confirmed. We all knew it was coming out for Wii U. Next year, spring. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what this is the first game that that has been announced for Wii U on 2016. And Zelda. Ooh. And what? And Zelda. Yeah, but it, it it's, <laughs> it, it's right now they really haven't made the 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 announcement. So we assumed Every it's going to move to the next generation, or at the. In, I think it will be yeah, NX. The best scenario is going to be a both uh, uh like a like the swan song for. For the Wii U and, and a release uh, <laughs> title for the NX. It'll be a But now that they have announced a, a, a high-profile game for 2016, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if, if the Wii U still has one more year. Well, I mean, it's going to drag on for a year, but I don't think it's going to be like a good year. Like, this year's pretty decent for the Wii U, but... It's awesome. Next year, I don't think it'll be great. I mean, no, Zelda, but... I have my doubts. I have my doubts, huh? Will you have a PS4 by then, you think? I want to. I want to. I want to have something at the backup for you. I think PS4 is the answer for when you start getting depressed about Wii U and you're like, oh, maybe it's time to finally there, kill myself. Okay, so there is no way <laughs> I'm going. I'm, I'm going to ever be depressed uh, for the Wii U because it's my favorite console. That's true. Already. On Desert Island, it's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. It's so awesome. I, I, just, I just, Wii U is a great. System. I just like to say it. To continue my trend, Dragon Ball update, of course. <laughs> have you guys heard about the Dragon Ball Xenoverse uh, tournament? No. I'm going to read a little excerpt from uh, Push Square. Headline, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, the PS4, 360, PC, Xbox, everything but Wii U, right? Dragon Ball game that came out earlier this year that did well and is a fun game. 
Uh, so, Dragon Ball Xenoverse dares you to take part in this huge online tournament. Dragon Ball Xenoverse has been out for a while, blah, blah, blah. Uh, however, if your interest has indeed waned, Bandai uh, Namco is trying to tempt you back with an all-new online tournament. A better version of the event is available to the game as of last week. So it might be, it may be time to get practicing if you're interested in Glorious Victory. Now, the beta testing, of course, has already ended by the time we've this is out, so... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the beta testing ends on the 23rd of August and then on the 25th and until the 30th. Uh, you'll be able to participate in the preliminary rounds. By fighting and winning during the time, you'll collect points, and players with the most points in the leaderboard will be entered to the finals of the 5th of September. Uh, the final rounds themselves will consist of a traditional tournament tra- tree of the four best fighters who will do the out decide a winner. The matches will even be uploaded to YouTube for potential amusement. And it all sounds a bit confusing. Potential. You can watch a video where Vegeta t- shouts the rules at you, which I recommend <laughs> people look at. It's pretty funny. So what do the victors officially get for, for the effort? According to the tournament's official page, champions will receive a se- all seven Dragon Balls in the game, a visible badge in their profile so that other players can see they're incredibly powerful, and apparently Bandai Namco will be using the winning avatars for unique themes and backgrounds for player uh, PlayStation consoles, immortalizing your character forever. Cool. Pretty cool. That's cool. I like that stuff. Esports. That's what I want. That's what I wanted from the Pokemon MMO that I've dreamed. Uh, <laughs> and, and maybe a monthly Pokemon tournament, like seen on the TV show. All the trainers come with their teams. They compete in this gigantic tournament, and in the end, you win. Not like, <laughs> not like a stupid version of the game. I love Pokemon games, but I hated their. But you play against four. I don't, play you, against people, so you would not win because you lose first. Well, round, Pokemon, right? I think, might be a different story. <laughs> but uh, you know, I wouldn't because I'm not as hardcore as a lot of other people. My point is though. I always wanted the games to have it where you fight against a bunch of trainers in a bracket tournament, then the Elite Four. I always, I never liked how you went just to the Elite yeah, Four. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know. And I think we have two more news. Well, actually one, because we already talked about Pokken. 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 I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what I want to call it here. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Pokken Monster. Pokemon Tournament. Let's take a second to figure out. Pokemon Battle Fighter. <laughs> Pokemon Kin po- Pokemon Tekken I think it was the actually Pokemon Tournament I think it was Pokemon Tournament Pokemon Tournament I'm okay. thinking of what we're going to call it oh, okay. uh, Pokemon Pikachu Tournament <laughs> Pokemon did, did you guys see uh, Pikachu Libre? Uh, so. It's no. like a skin for for Pikachu. He's just oh. as a as a luchador. Yes, that's in, <laughs> awesome. uh, it's so a recent cute. game, right? It's very very cute. Did yeah, it was in the announcement. Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire? No, I haven't. Did you buy them? No. Oh wow! Did you you had that skin in Smash Bros. for Pikachu. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'd be very cool. So lastly, Trine's future now in question after criticism of Trine Three. Have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. Trine's a great game. Uh, Trine One and Two list. So I'll try to keep it quick, but. Uh, so this is from GameSpot. Since it left Steam early access on August 20th, complaints have emerged over the length of Trying 3, the artifacts of power. More specifically, many fans are taking issue with how short, which I'll have something to say about, the $22 game is. The pr- prompted uh, developer Frozenbyte to offer an explanation of what happened uh, of the game's uh, development. Right off the bat, I will say that we are proud of the game and what we've achieved, reads a message from, Frozen, fr- from fr- Frozenbyte VP. On the game Steam forums, we think it's a fun game, and we don't think it's too expensive either, considering all the elements that are put into the game. However, our views is perhaps skewed, and we are now realizing that we have been looking at this perhaps from a different perspective, and that many players do not accept that. We still think the game is good, but the cliffhanger story and the relative shortness of the game are valid criticism. But one which she didn't realize would cause a disappointment in the scale. Sorry. So, um, a large p- uh, portion of the players' reviews on Steam are positive. The average is deemed mostly positive. 
three reviews promoted as being most helpful are all negative and make a point of criticizing the game's length. They estimate it to last four to five hours, which Frostbite, Frozen Bite says it accepts, though I believe six to seven hours is more likely, um, which I'll comment in a second. I don't think I don't think that's a bad amount of time. Yeah. Whatever the specific length, Trident 3 didn't end up as long as was originally planned. The game marks the series' first foray in 3D graphics. The previous games were all 2D, 2D side-scrollers, although they were rendered in 3D. Uh, and it proved to be more expensive than Frozen by anticipated. Back in late 2012, we set out to do Trine 3 in full 3D, bigger, badder, better. We took a big risk with the 3D gameplay implementation. It was to be a massive improvement over the previous games in several areas. Uh, but it did not uh, do that. So Trine 3, I guess, uh, has cost ended up costing triple that of Trine 2, which is over, which is over 5.4 million US dollars. Um, and they squeeze everything they could into the game, but there's nothing left on the table. Uh, so, anyways, I guess that's some sum it up is they just it's costing more to do it in full 3D. It's uh, so they're not it doesn't look like they're going to be able to uh, finish it. I guess any further than mm-hmm. kind of what they have. But when since when is 45 hours? 45 hours is not 20 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty good to me. Yeah, there's like, some big retail games that are like 10 hours. And people don't Uncharted series is one of the coolest series. Uh, that I like or that's popular I mean and it's a good six seven hours and you pay full price for those yeah. games and the, I never felt the order shafted the order well, right, right. that was one of the reasons people hated the order yeah. but, but uh, well, that wasn't one of my complaints it's yeah. length wasn't but a big deal it's, it seems to be a more common trend with the kind of the shorter games and $22 yeah. for five hour game four Beautiful five game hour game too. and that's, that's like the price to the actual length of the game ratio is Pretty pretty good. I think so. Because like I was looking at the the new One Piece Dynasty Warriors game. Megan has. I bought it for a It's like seventy nine dollars, isn't it? Remember, yeah. remember back in the day, nobody mentioned. Oh, this is a twenty hour game. This is a, nobody said. Yeah. X uh, X hour game. Uh, Final uh, RPGs are my like barometer for what I thought a game was yeah, like when I was a but kid. They would never advertise it being oh, like. Yeah, no, that's not true. If you look at a lot of back of RPGs in the PS One era, it'll be like over sixty hours. PS One is well to me. PS One is not like the old days. The old days is like Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Now the PS One, when 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 CDs start uh, got introduced in the market, that's when I think it started because These they were trying, hours they were using that as a marketing tool to say that cartridges, specifically Nintendo games, were were the inferior version because they didn't have all this full motion video and stuff. Which is when I started like hating cutscenes and <laughs> cutscenes are great. <laughs> well, and part of that too is almost like if you look at. How you know, especially when you look at really old games like Atari games and arcade games, where it's all about points, getting the high score. Yeah. So you know, you would play the game over and over again because you're trying to achieve the higher score. So the the amount of time they would say, you know, oh yeah, you can beat this game in an hour. Right. But the whole point is to play it again and beat your high score. Well, Mario Three. Yeah. yeah. So Mario Brothers is a what? If you're good, like two three hours. Yeah. Game. Right. But oh, wait. and it's I think it's three. And right. it's better than most. 40, 50 yeah, hour games, right? Exactly. So, that's true. So, that is, and I don't know. It's, it, how long can you beat the game, but how much time will you play replaying the game? It depends on the type of the game you are. You know, yeah. for an RPG, you want at least 10 hours, I think, but it'll be a little longer. But for a platformer, you expect to die a lot and replay. But it depends on the game's replayability. When, if you're Seiji, who doesn't like cutscenes and right. things like that, you know, sure enough, Final Fantasy VII is a long game, but how much of that game is text? How much of that is waiting enough? 
um, Mario, not like the case. Hours. So if you if you got rid of all the text and all the filler mm-hmm. that an RPG has, how long is it? Well, if you get a text, you have an RPG anymore. Well, that's what I mean. But, but if it's just running around the map and leveling up, he's probably going to go 30 hours, maybe. So that could compete with the amount of time you could put into Mario games. Here's a great example. Uh, $80 game, Until Dawn. Just bought it, loving it. Uh, it's, its story is about 10 hours, but its replayability is massive because you have these eight characters and there's so many choices and decisions and reactions you make that you're likely going to... You can save all of them or all of them can die in your playthrough. It's permadeath once they're dead, they're dead. So there's so many different outcomes you could have playing that game, trying to get them to be alive and you can mm-hmm. stuff. So that 10 hours could potentially be a 20 or 30 hour game if you want, if you really care enough to save all those characters and stuff. Yeah, but we're going back to that, to using the length of a game or the... As, as a measure of quality? In some and ways, it really it's, it's not. It's not a measure of quality. But but worth I guess there is a so, so I would not pay eighty dollars for Kara Blaster, and I love the Kara Blaster. It's like a two hour game that's a lot of fun, but I don't think it's worth eighty dollars. So how do you reconcile that? Whereas I look at Mario Kart Eight and I think okay, it's worth sixty bucks. So there is some sort of something somewhere that that means a game is worth an amount and not worth another amount, despite how good the game might be. So it's hard to reconcile that. Like, do you think Carol Blaster is an eighty dollars game? No, no. I, and I, but it's a great game. We loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, Cave Story is my one of my favorite games of all time, and it's like a. In the time when I played it, it was a free game, right? Yeah. So, but I, I, I don't know. I paid for I don't know ten bucks for it. And I was like, oh, that's a bit too much, maybe. But you see how how it's hard, right? It's yeah, it's hard. But what I'm saying is that. Be, be, exactly because of that reason, saying that a game is only twenty hours long. I mean, if those twenty, 20 hours, hours are good really, really good, then well, look that's at Terraria. Terraria is sold for ten, twelve bucks, mm-hmm. but I think that I would pay more for that game because I pay a full console version because of how long and big and beefy and how much you can do in the game, despite not being graphically amazing. I actually went up buying buying a Zeta version that I'll never open just because I wanted. To <laughs> yeah, so it. sandbox <laughs> games are their own. Their own thing, like how do how do you price like something like Minecraft? I mean, yeah. they it's like twenty bucks, but I got it's, it for it's like four ninety. It's worth more. I got so it much really more. cheap because I got it before it was yeah before it blew up. Yeah, let's move on the topics. Yeah. Uh, wait, you have amiibo news. Do you want to? There's a lot of amiibo up? stuff. Do you want to save it or do you want to puke it out? Uh, I just, I'll just mention it. So okay. we are waiting for currently wave five B, and oh, that yeah. has. Ganondorf. It has a bunch of Amelia Ganondorf, and but there's no news about it. I haven't heard about we, it. Yeah. So they're having like like rumors here and there. Apparently, Olimar is um, no Bowser Junior is Toys R Us exclusive, but they haven't said anything. Like somebody posted something on Reddit, and now it's like okay, so it, apparently it's exclusive. And then the the modern modern colors Mario the for Mario Maker um, appeared in in PR images. As part of the bundle, so a lot of people assumed it was exclusive to the Wii U bundle, and was like, "Oh, Christ. would you buy Wii U to get that?" I Euro? think so, <laughs> but but apparently it's not. Again, rumors in Reddit. Do you buy Wii U? But it's for a that? really strange because this is in two Crazy. weeks. And they haven't said anything, so I guess there's, there's no pre-orders or anything. Yeah, I know it's it's weird, man. What a weird time. Yeah. They they announced other stuff like well, just just some hours ago, somebody. Posted uh, uh, a, a rumor for the Shovel Knight amiibo. How great is that? That would be it's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Because Shovel Knight was 
Great game. And I, I suspect that's the Smash Ballot winner. That's my suspicion. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they said the company said they're going to have big news regarding Nintendo yeah. soon. So Smash would be, it'd be a good fit for the game. Yeah, I agree. That's why I think it's going to We need to see an indie character make yeah. it into Smash Bros. I, I think that'd be really cool. New favorite Smash Bros. character? Palantina. Is she good? She's awesome. <laughs> really enjoying playing her lately. I haven't really played it so long. I don't know. I play Smash with Smash. That's pretty cool. I love Smash. Topic. Topic. Ready? I'm ready, but right. do you want to do like a part one of it? Because I don't know. Like... Yeah, All right, maybe part one of our topic. Up next, forgotten or abandoned mascot. So we're back. Let's talk about video game mascots. First, a definition of a mascot uh-huh. from Wiki. A mascot is any person, animal, or object thought to bring luck or anything used to represent a group with a common public identity, such as a school, professional sports team, society, military unit, or brand name. Mascots are also used for fictional, used as fictional uh, representative spokespeople for consumer products, such as a rabbit used in advertising and marketing for the General Mills brand of breakfast gener- uh, cereal tricks. Now. I'm not sure if we're going to follow that strictly. You kind of know what a mascot is. Mario's a mascot. A Moogle is a mascot, but not necessarily Cloud or Squall. Crash Bandicoot is a mascot and so forth. They have this sort of mascot feeling, even if they're not... So is this personification is like a personification of a brand, right? It kind of represents its company of so some sort. When you think of Pringles, you think of the mustache guy. Yes. Or the or planters like... The, when you think of Nintendo... Mario. Mario. Instantly. Right. Capcom. Right. Mega Man. All right, I got it. You know, so so we're, we're thinking failed or forgotten. That's what I meant to say, not failed or abandoned. Failed or forgotten mascots. And uh, so I had a criteria that I didn't follow. <laughs> so, and I don't think left it either, so that's okay. But the only criteria I asked was to pick two characters who haven't had a game or any significant appearance in the last 10 years. I, I which I broke I, on both I, of my I, examples. No problem. <laughs> well, yeah, you're you're safe. So uh, we'll we'll take turns, and I'll, I'll start with one. Bonk. Have you guys familiar Bonk? That's Bonk. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Okay. He's a caveman. I got some information for you guys. Uh, as always, I come prepared. Bonk is a character from NEC's Turbo Graphics 16 console. He was a Hudson Soft character and is now owned by Konami, uh, seeing as they bought Hudson Soft or merged some of their properties. First appearance with Bonk's Adventure released in 1989 on December 15th. As stated on the Hudson's website, Hudson's website in their The Definitive Bonk article, I did air quotes, Bonk was originally created as a comic character, PC Caveman Genjin, in a magazine for the PC Engine. So many people liked the character that were, that there were, so so many people liked the character that there were talks held on giving him a name, a game of his own. So he came out as, as a, like a spokesperson before he even got a game. In addition to this, many people even mistook him for an upcoming game character before the game was even in development, because the magazine frequently featured comics of upcoming games. So if you're still not sure who he is, I'll explain it, but you should look it up. Bonk is a short, squat, caveman character with a gigantic bald head. The size of a head isn't there for brains, and so his thick skull can cave in the weak baby skulls of his enemies. In Japan, he is known as PC Genjin, PC Primitive Man, a pun on the PC Engine. In the PAL region, he is known as BC Kid. Uh, also, the PC stands for, I'm probably going to butcher this, Pithecanthropus uh, computerus, which is a fictional species, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so, notable games for Bong. Bong's Adventure, the first game released for the TurboGrafx-16 in 1990. It eventually appeared on the NES with fewer colors. 
and it came out for the Amiga and an arcade version as well. There's also one for the Game Boy. A remake many years came out on the PS2 and GameCube. Bong's Revenge came out in 91, same system in the Game Boy. Bong's 3, Bong's Big Adventure, it's pretty big. Super Bonk was released in the SNES in 1994, the first one to not be in the Turbo Graphics. And there are some more. Uh, Cho Genjin, uh, GB Genjin Land, Genjin Collection, Bonk's Return, uh, and a few more. Also a mobile release, which I think was the last one. I cheated a bit with this one since there's been a few Ho-Hum mobile games, on the two, uh, games uh, last being 2008. They don't count because I chose for them not to, and they weren't very significant in Japanese only. So, the two questions I asked each of you guys to say for your character is why you chose it, and why do you think it failed? So I'll start with why I chose it. I don't really know why, but I love Bonk. Uh, it's one of those misplaced nostalgic things, uh, because I never had a TurboGrafx-16 growing up, uh, and I didn't have it, I didn't have it for the SNES. I had an SNES for a while, but I never had many games for it, and I never rented it and didn't even know it existed. But I remember how excited I would be to go to the grocery store to go to the mall because there was a kiosk with the TurboGrafx and that game was the only one there. And I hated going to the mall in general because it was boring, but I would always rush to that store and play like the first level or two of this game. So it became this like treat to go to the mall every week to get groceries or whatever because I'd always get like five, ten minutes to play this game. So for some reason, Bonk just kind of stuck with me as this interesting character uh, that I always liked, even though I never had a lot of actual nostalgia with it in terms of owning it and he also looks like krillin a little bit another reason <laughs> another reason why why a person should like bonk so why i think he quote unquote failed or was forgotten because he didn't really fail he was successful but he was forgotten over time and again i'm not really sure uh maybe the world has moved on from cavemen maybe we're not meant to like cavemen anymore you know maybe we're done with so possibly with pro magnum maybe it reminds me of people of evolution and that's scary i don't really know uh, but he hasn't been in any significant games in a long time. Hmm. Rest in peace, Bunk. PC Genjin. PC Genjin. I love Genjin. puns too. That's another reason I like bon Bonk. Uh, yeah, so that's my first one. Lef. Um, so oh, I... wait. Before we go on, do you guys, do you guys Bonk? <laughs> do you, do you, do you guys <laughs> Bonk? I know about him. You ever played any of these Bonk games? No. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I've th looks familiar. I'm sure I've seen him, but I've never played any of his games. All right, then so. you go ahead. So I picked one, and now I honestly, now, now that I'm thinking, I don't know how well of a mascot he is, mm -hmm. um, but that's going to be Earthworm Jim. Oh, I love Earthworm Jim. So he was really, really popular when he came out. His first game came out in 1994. Um, Earthworm Jim. And it, he came out for every conceivable console at yeah, the time, he, right? He was he was really big. He's but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of now thinking, like, what was he really a mascot for? Um, now, I'm kind of reading a little bit more, and it was talking about Playmate Toys, um, and I guess they had a license up in Ninja Turtles, and then they wanted to create their own thing. And then that's when Earthworm Jim was, was created. So he was created in an attempt to kind of mirror the success they had with the Ninja Turtles franchise. Right. Um, so he really had the two games, Earthworm Jim and Earthworm Jim 2. Mm -hmm. uh, great video games, oh, yeah. really fun. I'm, awesome. sure, I'm sure you've all played them. Very difficult. Are you but, Yes. Right. And he actually had a, a TV show. Yeah, I used to watch it as a I kid. I used to watch it He too. was a groovy guy. Yeah, he was super he groovy. He rockets to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's mighty fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so two seasons of his own cartoon show. He had two seasons? Yeah, yeah. What was that? So, and then he just kind of faded off into obscurity. What was the bad guy's name? Queen butt for a face? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't I, remember I remember the cat as well that would like float around <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. He was a really hard boss to defeat. Earthworm Jim was literally an earthworm with a face, and he wore a suit. He wore a suit that, right? gave that him wasn't actually powers. his uh, yeah, yeah. body. He didn't, he didn't have like a human. Yeah, body. he was just he was just a, a, 
a huge worm. Though. What an amazing character too! Like in terms of animations and stuff, like you know, using his own body as a whip to pull himself up. And, <laughs> Which yeah, but doesn't make a whole lot of sense though, because once he removes himself from his suit, he's just shut down. But I'm not going to get that. So, <laughs> the, the, the two questions that you kind of asked, um, I selected Earthworth Jim because I have a huge fond memory of him because when my dad first bought our very first computer, which was big deal when computers kind of came out, right? Yeah. Um, well, a little bit after they came out, but we're bigger in homes and he made sure that they put a game on it when he bought it and he put her, they put Earthworth Jim on it. Mm-hmm. So, it was the first computer game I ever really played. Um so it was great for that reason. I yeah. love them. And why did it fail? The reason why I think he failed, and it translates both to the game and the cartoon, but it was really crude humor. There was like fart jokes and it was stuff like that. It was like Ren and Stimpy kind of level. Yeah. Humor, but and, not that thing. And that, that kind of, just kind of the way it was being presented became really old and cliche really quickly, I found. And I think people moved on from him because he was a little more crude. He's a weird character. Yeah. But, but, you know, I just want to take a moment to think of, like, how good of a character. Like, he's a good character. He's a great character. And I feel like he kind of holds up in terms of, like, his design is simple, but it's just so like, expressive and emotive. And yeah. I like his laser gun and the fact that he can, again, even though it doesn't make sense lore-wise, he can pull his body out and attack with it. And, and it was just a really weird but artistically distinct game. It does kind of have a 90s grunge feel to it, actually. Yeah, which definitely. Which is weird to say. Yeah. I think that's the main reason why. Yeah, maybe you're right. That's yes, just it. Yeah. It was very good product of its time, but yeah. people don't care about the 90s but anymore. It, it, it still has a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people because sure. they have done remakes, HD remakes. Well, there were rumors of a 3D like one so. a few times. Oh, oh wait, really? wait, there was an N64 one. Wasn't there? No, not that I Are saw. You, really? I thought oh, I heard about it. Not game. that I saw. So, yeah. We're from Jim. Good choice, man. What did, so you you played the game, CG? You said, yeah. Did you ever get very far in them? Because I did no. not get very far. No, I, I, I it's a game that I, I always thought in my mind. This is a good game. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I play it, I just like I get bored pretty quickly. It's okay. difficult. Well, let's move on to one of yours. And, and you're right. So we're not going to have time to go to all of them. So we'll just do a part two next week. And I might actually bring an extra no, we'll one. You guys all yeah. should bring an extra one. So, but let's let's make the episode even, and you tell us one of yours. I'm talking about. Uh, Alex Kidd. Yes, I love Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd is, is interesting because he touches on a lot of the, the reasons of what makes a good mascot, right? And he, 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 wasn't an, he wasn't an official mascot, but he was. He looks very much like a 70s or 80s cartoon character, right? So one of the characteristics of a good mascot is that it looks timeless. Mm. Like Mario looks timeless. I don't know yes. if it's because he's so ubiquitous, but then Sega, not having an official mascot, because Alex Kidd was very popular in the 80s. Those games were so popular. Good games. That so, here's the thing. Like, sometimes a company, especially in video games, they don't choose their mascot, right? They just go with it. Like, this is our most popular right. character. Yeah. So they just, they put it on, they you know, usually, it on the cover. Unless right? you're like a commercial company specifically trying to brand like a, a drink or whatever, you don't usually go out to create a mascot initially. Uh-huh. It kind of just happens if yeah. you're like a game studio or whatever. Yeah. Except for the story, because <laughs> Alex Kidd was replaced as a mascot because they created and branded a specific one, which is which is why it's Sonic, so, which is Sonic, <laughs> and that is why it's so interesting. And he was to successful me. though. What a great mascot Sonic is! Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he may have had his his poo poos over time, but he's he's fucking people love Sonic now. He has these disturbing fan bases online, yeah. and uh, it, to the point where you can almost. 
be ashamed of being a Sonic <laughs> fan. But uh, I, I love. So Sonic. Alex Kidd is this monkey kid that yes. was he, he was he had some like adventure platformer games back in the eighties, and he 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 was he his popularity peaked back in the eighties, and and then but then Sega was in the middle of this battle with Nintendo in the fourth generation uh, of consoles, and then Sega realized that what they were missing was this massive because Alex Kidd is kind of pathetic in that in that way <laughs> he was fading away and and, and and that is why it's so so interesting to me I mean look at look at him he's so cute I love Alex but, Kid. but uh, the reason I picked it was because of, of the story of and of, of Sonic and also because it played a lot with the reasons that we were talking about which is why it failed why why it was created you know. He's had some cameos, at least. He's a playable he's, character. He's been around, yeah, uh, in the... Uh, I remember him in the uh, Sega Racing Games. Yeah, uh, Sonic All-Star Racing, and yeah. he's awesome in it. Um, I, I there hasn't been uh, another Skid game in a while, I think. Yeah, he's a, he's a, what a great character. I don't know, I just love about him... Again, it's this weirdly kind of misplaced nostalgia where I, maybe, I liked him. Maybe I'm too young, but I don't know. Alex Kidd is way over my head. Well, you're the youth, so we expect you to bring. That's him why back. I picked like Earthworm Jim. Yeah, you were like two when Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I knew I, I Alex Kidd mostly because when I I like this era in video games where where uh, Nintendo versus Sega, and one of the things when, when you get to the story, they always say, "Oh, they had this this suit an unofficial mascot called Alex Kidd." That's, that's how I know about it. <laughs> He's, it is good games in the story of Sonic. The story of Sonic, because of Sonic, we talked about Alex Kidd. Yeah. That's acceptable. So did Sonic murder Alex Kidd? I think he just, like, you're done now. You can leave. And okay. Alex Kid's like, okay, and just left. And just retired. Went on his own adventures, took up racing. <laughs> Possibly he's drunk. I don't know. Alex Kidd, maybe he's at a dark past, too. Yeah. Who can really say? But, uh, so next week we'll, we'll talk about more, because I have, I had one, two prepared, but I'm going to have at least another, yeah, we'll do uh, another, another one. one of two next week. Because if news doesn't run long, we'll be able to talk a little longer about them. Yeah. But uh, there's some great characters that, that are in bad characters. I mean, I'll look for a shitty one, too. Ooh. I, I'm looking for characters I like. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring a crappy one to talk about, like <laughs> like Bubsy or, or Arrow the Acrobat or something. Fucking Arrow. I mean, I love both those games when I was a kid. Well, then you can counter me with yeah, them. I'll find something even worse. <laughs> All right. So, again, yeah, next week for part two then. And I guess that's it for this episode, right? Yeah. So, thank you for listening. YouTube, 28 subscribers, just so you guys know. We had one in the last two weeks. Pretty, pretty big deal. Uh, well, on our way to 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bonusbird.com has all of our stuff on it. Uh, we have one article, uh, blog post that Sage wrote. Just That's the one we from a while back. It's still there. And we have some game pickups on Twitter. You can tweet at us and mock us. Tell us why. Earthworm one just a shitty character. I'd love to hear your reasons, because he's great. And yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Cool. So it. thank you for listening. Uh, listening again. Please. Uh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Next week. Unless one of us... Unless it's hot again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Summer's ending, so hopefully that will be the case. I think summer's over. Better be. With all this rain. Sick of it. Get ready. Get out of here, Summer. You're not welcome. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. This is Rob. And Laugh. It's Heiji. See you later.